Hello everyone and welcome to Oversharing is Overcaring. My name is Leah and I am your host and that seriously sounds so surreal to say. I am just so excited to be here and I'm so excited that you're here listening and I appreciate you so much. I just want to say that off the bat. So before we even really dive in, I just want to apologize for how my voice sounds because I don't know if I'm getting over a flu or if it's just the beginning because I'm on day three of being sick and day one and two were the worst and day three today is Monday the day before I'm launching this podcast I feel slightly better than yesterday but I don't definitely don't feel 100% but I was like I didn't want to push this podcast off like I didn't want to delay the start of it because I was like I wanted to start March 1st and I just didn't honestly I didn't think I'd actually get sick this weekend I thought I had a little extra time um because for a week and a half my boyfriend was sick and I had no symptoms at all so I was kind of like ooh, maybe I dodged this one somehow but also my roommate was sick so just for context I live with my boyfriend and two roommates who are a couple and one of my roommates was sick. She was sick the week before my boyfriend got sick. And then he got sick for a week and a half. So the roommate who's sick, her boyfriend, also my roommate, and he has no symptoms. He's not sick at all. And so I kind of was like, oh, maybe I dodged a bullet here. But no, um, I woke up Saturday morning sick as a dog. I felt, I felt like I truly got hit by a bus. And I was like, how did this happen in just a day? And my mom's a nurse. And so I texted her everything and um she was like I think you have the flu and <laughs> I was like what like I was like it's only been a day and she was like colds are more gradual but flus are more like fast in the beginning like it just hits you so my self-diagnosis is that I had the flu or I have the flu currently so that's where we are today so that's a long-winded story of why my voice sounds horrible right now So I first want to start off talking about why I created this podcast and what the name kind of means and what I want this podcast to turn into. And then I'll transition more into talking about who I am um, so you guys can get to know me a little bit better. Anyway, putting the sickness aside, hopefully my voice is somewhat decent and is bearable to listen to. I listened back to myself earlier. I did a little test thing and I was like, My voice doesn't sound like me, but it's better than sounding like hoarse and sick or like super nasally, you know, the the gross kind of sick. And I'm praying that that doesn't come my way. But honestly, who knows at this point? So first, I want to talk about why I created this podcast and what I want it to kind of turn into um, and why I called it what I called it. And then I will talk more about who I am and um, we can get to kind of know each other better. So as the title suggests, oversharing is overcaring. I basically did a play on the, the phrase sharing is caring. And when I was trying to come up with names, I was coming up with all these other names that just really weren't me and that were a little too flowery. In one of my first names for this podcast, it had the word bloom in it. And I loved that idea of blooming and like that idea of like evolving. And the name I came up with just was too flowery. And I was like, I want this podcast to give off the vibes that like, this is basically a video diary for me. And I'm being open, real, authentic, all of those things. And there's room for growth, obviously. And I was kind of thinking about my quote unquote journey um, on the internet and why I love creating and 
what it came down to is that oversharing is so easy for me, like on the internet or with strangers that I have just met, like two minutes before and then suddenly I'm telling them my life story and so I was like I have to figure out a way to incorporate that somehow or to give off that vibe. I just started thinking and I came up with the idea right before I was going to bed one night last a uh, couple weeks ago and I was like oversharing and then I was like sharing is caring and then I was like oversharing is overcaring. I don't care that overcaring isn't even a real word but we're making it a word for the sake of the podcast and I ran it by a couple of my friends who know me the best as well and I was like what do you guys think and they were like that is so much more you so I just decided to run with it and then I started making the podcast art and writing the description and that's how it kind of came to life. So I am editing through the podcast right now and that is why my voice sounds significantly different and more sick. Let me just say I am so glad I recorded it when I did because I am in no shape to be recording right now. But I wanted to add because I realized I forgot to mention this and it's that we can be hot messes together in this podcast community in no way am I claiming that I have it all together. I am not that girl. I am a hot mess and I'm not afraid to say it and I just, I mean, I'm figuring it out as I go and I definitely want to take you all along with me. I will say I have learned a thing or two in my 22 years of life that I definitely would love to share insight on, but I'm definitely not coming from a place of I have it all together and you should too. (laughs) Back to your regularly scheduled program because my voice is done. So basically, I have been creating online for so long, since I was like 13. I started a YouTube channel, um, didn't we all? But unfortunately, I didn't stick with it enough. I just didn't have the time. Honestly, I was spreading myself too thin in high school and then in college, same thing. So it was just something sporadic that when I had the spark, I uploaded. My love for video never stopped, but the issue was that I was creating videos for other people, aka like in college, I was creating videos for my job, which was in the marketing department. So I got burnt out there and then I was doing like even video projects for classes or something or internships like I was never creating videos for myself so even though my love for videography and photography and whatever like creating things with a camera even though that never went away I wasn't doing it for myself I never prioritized making things for me and in a way it worked out for me that now I have a ton of stuff to show in my portfolio or whatever but I definitely just wanted to make something for me and so that's where this podcast comes in and this is going to be the most raw version of me that anyone is ever going to get on the internet simply because I mean the nature of a podcast is so real I guess it's not as edited as a video seems to be for example like when I made my own videos like my own vlogs I was like nitpicking every little thing about my life I was like oh like this thing's out of place or my hair doesn't look good or my makeup doesn't look good or oh I need a different outfit I can't outfit repeat or whatever like I was just I got caught up in like oh my decor doesn't look that cute or whatever because like I wanted my room to look like a home goods store but obviously that's not realistic I think that's also a reason why I got lost in the whole like making videos for myself because I was too busy worrying about what other people were gonna think about what my place looked like or what I looked like just everything about video like it has to look aesthetically pleasing you know like in order for it to do well or 
for people to even want to watch. I think now it's changing a little bit, like, on TikTok, like, people are being more authentic, but it still crosses your mind. So yeah, so that brings me back to this podcast and why I'm giving podcasting a try, and that's simply because there's way less that goes into it. You just have to have a decent mic, have a computer that works, and a voice. And that's really it. And and you have to have a story to tell or something or an idea. So it just takes out a whole element that is complicated. Like literally me right now, I am sick. I am in no shape to be on camera by any means. It's just so much more real and I'm able to just worry about what I'm saying and not what I also look like. So that's why I'm like so excited to start this podcast and why it's also way more realistic for me to maintain um, because there's just way less that goes into it. So the last note I want to touch on about why I'm so excited about this podcast is because I get to document where I am in my life right now, which is definitely a different element to doing video or photos. I mean, I take photos and videos all the time on my phone, like in Snapchat or just in my camera roll, capturing something candid. But like hearing your voice, like how you are in in one particular moment of your life or stage of your life, it just hits different, I feel. And our voices always change. I think my voice has changed a lot. Like in the past four years, I look back on videos from when I was in my freshman year of college and my voice sounds so much different than what it sounds like today. And I can't imagine what my voice is going to sound like in four years from now. I definitely think that our voices get overlooked a little bit in terms of the glow up of our voices. Um, (laughs) Like a lot of times we're just focused on what we looked like at a certain point in time and we're worried about that glow up and like what did we look like four years ago compared to now? Do we look different? Do we look better? I think our voice goes overlooked a lot of times and I think it's important to let it have its moment, okay, on a podcast. All right, so switching gears, I'm gonna tell you guys a little bit more about who I am. So my name is Leah, and I am 22 years old. I'm a Leo, and I was born in August. I am approaching my one-year anniversary of graduating college, which sounds weird to say still. I grew up in a city right outside of Boston, Massachusetts, and then I went to college in New Hampshire, and then I got my first postgrad job in Vermont. Basically, as I tell everyone I meet up here, I'm like, I slowly made my way up, but that is soon to change. We are not staying here forever. I will say I live on the border of Vermont and New Hampshire. I am not in the middle of Vermont. I'm like right on the border, so I still get the best of both worlds. Another thing about me is that I am a transracial Chinese adoptee, which means that I was adopted from China um, by two white parents. And the reason why I just preface by saying transracial is just because I was raised by people of a different race than me. And I think that's really important to mention. And honestly, being an adoptee is a huge part of my identity that I have honestly shoved down for so long. And only in the past couple of years, I have learned to embrace that about me and kind of talk about it more because I used to never talk about my adoption to like literally anyone. (laughs) Um, So now I'm talking about it with everyone on the internet. I was adopted at nine months old. So like, obviously I don't remember it. And my current parents are all I've ever known. I will say that I was very lucky that I grew up in such a diverse city um, right outside of Boston where being Chinese or like being Asian 
was being part of the majority. Whereas if I grew up in like a white suburb, I would obviously be a minority. And I know I'm a minority in the grand scheme of things in America. I know that. But honestly, I was in a little bubble living my whole life right outside of Boston because everyone just looked different. And it was amazing. And honestly, the only times where I was a minority was at family events because everyone else was white. which sounds really funny to say, but it's the truth. And honestly, when I moved away for college, I went to a predominantly white institution, which is so many colleges, but like I went to a private college in New Hampshire. So obviously predominantly white. And honestly, I could count on my two hands. If that, I don't even, I think I could count on like one hand how many Asians I saw or met during my time there. And it really wasn't a lot. And I just had such a huge wake up call. And I'm experiencing the same thing again. I mean, obviously now it's not as much of a shock. I'm experiencing it again right now um, in my workplace because I'm literally one of three people of color and I'm the only Asian person. And so it does weigh heavily on me for sure. And I'm so grateful that I had the up bringing that I had like growing up in Boston because otherwise I would be a sad girl. I won't say that. I'm just happy that I know that there are places out there that exist where I am part of the majority, if that makes sense. Um, I can talk about college a little bit because I recently graduated this past May in May 2021. So I got a bachelor's of arts in communication studies and a bachelor's of science in business administration. So I did receive two degrees. I just mush it into one when people ask me what I major in. And I'm like, oh, business and communication. And I think some people think that's like a merged major or something or that I'm talking about like my major and minor. But I did receive two whole degrees and I am very proud of that. So honestly, the reason why I was able to pull off two degrees in four years is because I came into college with a lot of AP credits. So that helped accelerate like my gen eds. After my first year, I was like planning for my sophomore year. I was looking through the catalog and I was like trying to map out like what my college career would look like classes wise. And I realized that I basically did all of the communication studies classes and that I would finish by the end of sophomore year. And I didn't want to graduate two years earlier because I'm like, I'd be 19 years old trying to go into the workforce like no no thank you I don't want that so my sophomore year was a lot of business classes and a couple communications classes sprinkled in there but like literally my entire junior and senior year was just about all business and I just cranked out all those classes that I needed to get done for a lot of the semesters I was taking the maximum credits allowed without like having to pay extra I think it was 18 credits I was totally overworking myself and I only see it now in retrospect because like as I say hindsight is 2020 and it's not like I wasn't told that I was working too hard which sounds really dumb like oh my god I care too much I work too hard but I was truly overworking myself for these two degrees just for it to like not matter. (laughs) Not that it doesn't matter, but like, I don't know when you're in college, especially at such a small college. So I went to a private liberal arts college in New Hampshire with maximum a thousand students, I think. Like, I think my graduating class was literally like not more than 200 or barely 200. My friends and I kind of realized that we went to a glorified high school. My college was literally smaller than my high school going to a school that small like 
you're just wrapped up in it like that's all you can see and your bubble like it's just so small and like that's just all you can think about is like what extracurriculars can I do and like let me excel in all my classes and how can I be better than everyone else and how can I be different and that's like such a big thing at that college was trying to be like the best at everything and also like trying to be different than someone else because everyone else was also trying to do all these extracurriculars and be the leaders of all the clubs that they were involved in and me too like literally me too and we were also trying to make money which is like trying to be a student worker and so a lot of people like because student workers like there's not that much work to do and you're not really supposed to go over like what is it like 20 hours a week or something the jobs that were available like didn't let you do that many hours so a lot of people had like three different jobs and at one point I had three different jobs trying to make money and also <laughs> and also being in New Hampshire the minimum wage was 7.25 the audacity of New Hampshire in 2022 still to be at 7.25, it's crazy. Like we were really trying to make money off 7.25 an hour. I think by the spring semester of senior year, the pay got increased to 8.25 um, within my college. So, ugh. but yeah, those days really humbled me making 7.25 an hour. Let me tell you that. And yeah, so as I was saying, like everyone just tried to be the best in everything and I definitely got sucked into that so I had a major in communication studies a major in business with a concentration in management and I had two minors and I had one in film studies and one in contemporary marketing for why and at one point I had three student worker jobs I was just doing the most and I also was involved in like four different clubs and I had leadership positions in a couple like I just was doing too much anyway so that was my college career in a nutshell. I will definitely have an episode solely devoted to talking about college and my experience. I mean, I think I had a really unique experience, but also I know there are plenty of people that are listening that went to my college and can relate, and also plenty of people that still go to small liberal arts colleges, and I feel like no one really talks about it. Like, most of the people who talk about college are the ones that went to these big state universities who had, like, tailgates and football games and sororities and whatever and like literally my college had none of that like we didn't even have football we had soccer like I can definitely shed some light on this very niche college experience that's for another episode for sure so that brings me to now and like what I'm doing so right now I currently work at a theater in Vermont and I work as their arts administration fellow I was hired under another theater which was in my college town and that ended up falling through in terms of that location simply because of politics I was shocked that like politics still affects like nonprofit because like in my eyes like prior to working at a nonprofit I kind of figured like oh nonprofits don't experience crazy political issues but obviously they do I guess I should have known that because like I worked for my college for three years um in their marketing department and I was also tight with a few professors so like I kind of got the inside scoop I definitely knew way more than I should have known as a student and like obviously a college is a nonprofit, like they're a nonprofit institution because they're education. 
there are a lot of politics in colleges. And so when I first started at that first theater, like it was going great. And then literally out of the blue, after two weeks of working there, I get a call from the president of the theater who I've never met before, but he said he met me and I still don't know how he met me because I totally wouldn't remembered. Um, so basically what he said, I'm going to paraphrase here. He basically said, because of politics within this theater, we just found out that we're not allowed to have your position here. But I know someone at this theater in Vermont who would love to have you and they're ready to take you. And I was like, okay. So I ended up going. Honestly, a huge reason why I ended up going was because I found out that that theater was five minutes away from my house. And I was like, okay, this was like some crazy twist of fate because I was commuting 45 minutes to the theater in my college town. I did not want to live in my college town because I was like, I need to get out. And I had the option to live at my college for like the summer and then I would be on my own to find housing. And I am so grateful that I did not do that. Like, let me just say that. I think everything happens for a reason and that is just one of them because I, if I oh my gosh like if I think about it and I stayed at my college for that summer and literally within two weeks found out oh just kidding and that theater is five minutes away from the college so that that would have been a very viable option and I almost did it but I just did not want to spend another summer at that college like I already had spent two summers in a row there and I was like I'm not doing a third one post-grad <laughs> like no no that's one of the reasons why I decided to come up to Vermont and live with my boyfriend and two roommates let me just say God was looking out for me when it came to the housing and when it came to how this all played out so now I currently work at this Vermont theater that's five minutes away from my house and let me just say I will never take a five minute commute to work for granted ever, especially in the winter, like right now with snow and stuff. I would be a wreck if I had to commute like 30 minutes to work plus snow, like 30 minutes on a good day with no traffic. And the way New Hampshire and Vermont is like, it's just highway. So I'd just be driving 30 minutes on the highway. Like, no, thank you. So at the theater I work for, um, my title is Arts Administration Fellow. But honestly, that title like is kind of irrelevant at this point because I don't do like half of what my contract says I was going to do, which is fine. So basically what I do is I am the liaison between the marketing department and the development department. And I'm deeply involved in both departments. Like uh, it's not like I'm doing half and half. I'm basically doing one and one. Like I'm basically doing one person's job in the marketing department and I'm also doing one person's job in development department and that's my job. Like I'm literally doing two people's jobs. So that's super fun. So yeah, so with marketing, I help with like being in the box office and answering the phones and putting in ticket orders. And then on the other side of that, I also help strategize marketing ideas for the shows that we're doing. And then for development, I help more on like office work type stuff. Like I help create letters and I input checks and I call donors when I need to and a lot of like event planning as well. And it's been actually really fun to do event planning, especially with coworkers, of course, like it's not like it's just me. And especially because coming out of COVID, I mean, we're still very much in COVID, but we're able to have events with masks and stuff. So that's been really exciting, planning events to bring people together for a good cause, obviously, like for arts in this area, like in this local area. I've never been a big theater person by any means. I did theater once in college and that's about it. And I've also seen a few plays, of course, but I've never been directly involved in them. So working at a theater has been really eye-opening to me about like what this industry is actually like. And 
I also get to see plays for free, so that's fun. So it's about to be March tomorrow, so it's March when you're listening to this. So I'm officially at my last three months, which sounds insane to say because I think this whole year so far has flown, like, since May. I literally have three months left, which is terrifying because it means I have to find another job. So that's a current developing story um, within my life right now. So the reason why I am not renewing my contract and why I'm ending in May is because I just don't see myself working in theater long term. And it's been a great experience, but I honestly want to transition into a more corporate setting simply because all I've known is working in nonprofit and I really want to experience what it's like to work in an actual corporate organization, like an actual business. I worked for one for profit um, company in college as their intern and that was great and I liked it the pay was fine um, and everyone was really nice it was way too sciencey for me they make like devices and light measurement devices and stuff and a lot of that stuff just went right over my head because it's not something that I consume it's stuff I use like the the stuff in our cameras and it's the stuff in our laptops it was just harder to like wrap my mind around like who was on the other end of this product you know I don't really know what I want to do yet but I'm starting um, job applications this month aka now also not afraid of saying this on this podcast about like finding another job because I have told my employer already like I've told my bosses that I'm not going to be staying longer than May because I want to find another job and also I want to move and I don't want to spend another winter up here in Vermont slash New Hampshire because these winters are rough and I am over it. So yeah, so a lot is up in the air right now, which is terrifying, but it's also really exciting and I'm trying to see the exciting part about it that like we could just go anywhere, which is terrifying and exciting. So I'm trying to see the glass half full, obviously, because if I see it half empty, I'm gonna go crazy. And honestly, like I feel like if I see it as terrifying, then I'm gonna freeze and not put anything out and then end up unemployed by the time May comes and I don't want that to happen. So yeah, so I'm trying to see this as an opportunity and not as something terrifying. And I'm trying to think of another word for terrifying, but I can't think of anything. So yeah, I think that is about it in terms of the Spark Notes version of my life. Basically told you guys my life story. Thank you so much for listening to this first episode of the podcast of Oversharing is Overcaring. Definitely don't forget to hit follow or subscribe whatever platform you're on. I will be uploading new episodes every Tuesday, so make sure to follow, subscribe, and rate the podcast five stars. And hopefully next Tuesday my voice sounds way less sick. Find me on Instagram at Ellen. that's my personal, and at Oversharing is Overcaring, that's the podcast Instagram. Thank you so much again for listening, and I hope you have a fabulous day wherever you are, and I will talk to you all next week. Bye, guys. Bye.